everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks and happy Tuesday. Jola Speaks is a short clip intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. The current focus is on life seasons and here we are using examples of the Bible to discuss lessons in seasons as we go through seasons ourselves. And as you already know, life is in seasons and each person is in a different season of their life. So it's not as if we have gone through this exact same season before. There's always different in seasons, but we need to learn from the one that knows the end from the beginning. So that's why I'm so grateful that each episode you listen to is inspired by the Holy Spirit as we learn and learn from him. I am blessed and I'm thankful to God for that. But I'm so, so, so grateful and thankful to be used as a vessel for this particular purpose. So I would encourage you to learn with me. And I'm going to be continuing today on condemnation. Condemnation. I was saying yesterday that I don't know why God has been really hammering this condemnation clearly. But it's very important. And I feel like whoever, whatever, wherever it needs to be heard, that the Holy Spirit brings it through. And of course, He helps me to speak about this the way He has laid it in my heart. In Jesus' name, Amen. So today, I'm going to be looking at Joseph's father. And um, I'll bring you from Genesis 42, verses 29 to 34, and also verses 35 to, well, actually, I might just read 29, 35 to 38. So I quickly read. Then they went to Jacob, their father, in the land of Canaan. And this is where Joseph's brothers had left Egypt and went back to Canaan with all this food in their sack and all that. So then they went to Jacob, their father, in the land of Canaan and told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man who is lord of the land spoke roughly to us and took us for spies of the country. And I'll quickly go down. And verse 34, it says, and bring your youngest brother to me, so I shall know that you are not spies, but that you are honest men. I will grant your brother to you, and you may trade in the land. Then it happened as they emptied their sacks that surprisingly each man's bundle of money was in their sack. And when they and their father saw the bundles, they were afraid. And Jacob, their father, said to them, You have bereaved me. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And you want to take Benjamin? All these things are against me. Then Reuben spoke to his father, saying, Kill my two sons if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my hands and I will bring him back to you. But he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead and he is left alone. If any calamity shall befall him along the way in which you go, then you will bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. Um, I want to give a bit of a context and history about Joseph and why he was so particular and he probably loved Joseph a lot more than his brothers and even Benjamin. So Jacob, when he was much younger, you know when he ran away from his home, from Esau, because Esau sought to kill him and went to his uncle Laban in another land, right? And so he worked for his uncle and when he went there, he saw his uncle's daughter Rachel and he loved Rachel. He went to marry Rachel. The uncle told him, okay, to marry Rachel, you need to work for him for seven years. And so he worked for him for seven years. And then when seven years were up, they did a, a wedding ceremony. But then he now sees Rachel's older sister, Leah. 
in there and that's not who he wanted for but then based on the reasoning of the father he said that you know leah had to marry before rachel anyway he marries leah they have children but then the father says if you want rachel you have to work for another seven years and in those times laban changed jacob's wages 10 times so he went through a lot you know trying to get Rachel to become his wife it was a lot right and then Rachel bears him two sons and when he was trying to give it to his last son Benjamin she dies and so for him he's seeing her children as a reminder of her and all that and so there's a bit of um, emotional attachment to Joseph and Benjamin right and so clearly with that the special spot for two of them in his heart so now that he's not going to lose Joseph he's just in his mind he lost Joseph, right? He doesn't want his younger brother Benjamin to now go because that's the black person that reminds him of Rachel. And so that's the context I want to give so you can probably understand better and tell me the feelings that you know Jacob had for Joseph and Benjamin. And now I'm not saying it is right, you know, you should, you should love your children equally, but then let's tell you for another day. And also to explain how he loses Joseph, right? He sends Joseph to give his brothers food and then he never came back. So Jacob feels horrible. He feels he's been carrying guilt for decades. First, you know, for his son that he lost, like, he probably have thoughts like, oh, if I were dead, this would not have happened, you know, he wouldn't have died. Or why did I even send Joseph to these brothers on that very day? And these condemning thoughts will have flooded Jacob's mind on a daily basis to the point where he probably became so sorrowful when he was he's not in that state where he's even clear that it's very sorrowful because in the same chapter or probably each other before that it was very clear that he wasn't happy with the brothers he wasn't happy with elder has happened that his lovely favorite you know son he loved the most had had died or he thought he had died right first it was rachel then it's joseph now he wants to take benjamin i can tell that he's suffering from so much hurt so much condemnation as a father of this child and i feel like many of us are in this situation myself inclusive sometimes like the condemnation and guilt has made us so fearful to go to places that god is calling us to go to because we're saying that lord god i've watched this movie before i've seen this scene before and this is how we ended you can't ask me to go again how why you know and these thoughts flood our hearts it floods our minds because we're like god i trusted you in those situations and what happened and then the devil of us, you know how the devil was strategically giving you all those thoughts, say, ah, you see, you have done it for my trial, you know. He was just saying stuff like, ah, don't try it, you have done it for all those things. Because he's trying to stop you from doing what God's asking you to do. Because, and even yourself, you know, you find it hard to even do it because you have been there and the experience was not as pleasant. And so here, he's stopping Benjamin from going to Egypt. Because it's just like, no, I cannot deal with another sorrowful life anymore. No, my son will not go down to Egypt. But little did he know that going to Egypt would have answered a lot of the questions that has had for decades. Where is my Joseph? Did he really die? What's happening? But God was taking him there, but he refused to go. He didn't want to go at that point in time. Now, we will read later that he did go. But you see, the lesson here for me and for us in general is that let us not continue to feed into the condemnation that it stops us from doing what God is calling us to do or be or places or purpose because by doing that guess who is winning it's the devil 
and that's his plan confuse you you know disarm you to the point whereby you're not even thinking or we're not even thinking we're so cornered we cannot even think we cannot even speak up we're carrying so much weight of that past happening of the deals of that happening and so you see jacob here saying nope benjamin cannot go anywhere Jesus brothers i don't trust you i don't trust you anymore and not only do I not trust you, right? My tongue is not going anywhere because if anything happens to him, he should take me to my grave. And I'm not ready to go through that pain or process anymore. So he doesn't care whether or not it gives him the answer. It's cut off. And yes, after a while, he agrees. But then at this time, it's like, you know what? Let's just take, you know, what's left of us and move on. Let's not go and do that thing. And I'm now translating here to us. It's like we say, you know what? We have this small thing, let us gather it and move on and just focus on what we have. Meanwhile, God is giving you a totally different, mind-blowing, destiny-shifting blessing. But because we are so caught up with, you know what, this is all I have. Let me just focus on what I have. Let me not look out because when I looked at last time, my son died. Like Jacob thought, God help us trust him when we have been in similar situations and we felt that he failed us. God help us trust him when we think, and I mean what we think, because that's not what happened, but we think it in our mind. We have assumed that's what happened. We have condemned ourselves to the point whereby that is what's happening and that is that. Some of us have not even given God the opportunity to even really show us what happened. What else I know was, it's happened like this, it must be God that did it for us, he failed us and moved on. We've not had that honest conversation with God and say, actually God, really and truly, what was happening here? So I'm here to say, don't close the door. Don't close the door to those blessings God has put in before you because of your experiences in the past. And I'm talking to myself as well. Don't close the door. Keep on going. If you feel God's telling you to do something, do it. You may have done it 10 million times before and no work. God is saying for you to do it now. Do it. I can't tell you what will happen when you do it, but I know that if God is sending you to do it, He knows the end from the beginning. He has worked out your life. In His Word, He said He has written your life before you even came to existence. So for the one that has the man of a life in His hands, if you're saying go this way, I assure you there's something there that God is trying to help us with. And if we're able to obey these seemingly small steps or big or huge or, you know, uncomfortable, painful, whatever we call the steps, he will lead us to where he's calling us to be. In Jesus' name, I'm going to continue um, tomorrow on the same topic of um, Joseph's um, father. And then I will continue um, with other topics afterwards. Thank you for listening to me today. And I pray right now that if anybody is condemned, Oh, Father, anyone is condemned. Father, let that truth, that truth that there is no condemnation to, there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ. Let it sink into their body, their brain, their mind, their soul, their spirits in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them suddenly get into the awareness, into the understanding, into the clarity of that indeed there is no condemnation. It is not from you and help them to stop listening to the accusing voice no matter how tempting that is no matter how it is speaking to them or to the way almost is speaking to them mixing truth with lies help them to recognize and stop listening to those voices or thoughts in jesus mighty name i pray amen thank you for listening today god bless you i love you bye